0: This is the Squared Co podcast with Mark Morris and Jared
1: Maruyama. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris. And with me again, he's back. He is. It's Jared, J-Rod, Shorts Guy, Serial Guy, ah, Mariyama. I
0: like Serial Guy. I prefer Serial Guy.
1: Okay, well, that's the last time I'm calling you that. <laughs> you know what would be fun uh, now? Instead, of, like So previously, I used to give you a new stupid intro nickname. Uh, and you did the same every once in a mm-hmm. while, but instead of giving you an like renaming you just add to the existing one. So it just keeps growing. By the end of, by the end of the year, you'll have like a hundred different names attached to, uh, your intro mm-hmm. there's, and there, I wonder how like far I can go where I remember, you know, without writing it down, just doing it all from memory. Yes. <clears throat> yes.
0: That'll be good. No one Fun no one will care. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, do you remember that storybook when you were little that Ricky Tiki Tembo? Do you remember that where he felt
1: Ricky Tiki Tavi? I remember Tiki
0: Tembo, no Ricky ch- The kid has a really long name. It's kind of a not appropriate storybook. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's for children. It's for children. Ah.
1: It's an inappropriate children's book. It's, a,
0: it's, it's totally inappropriate because it's this kid. He has a really long name, but I think he's supposed to be Chinese. And it's like this is why Chinese people have short names. So it's a totally inappropriate book. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he, this kid, falls down the well, and and the other kids trying to explain to the townspeople. Is this what? And he's long? got this really long name, so it's taking too long, and so oh, I, I should.
1: And, anytime I hear about a kid falling down a well, I just think about the Simpsons. The Simpsons. That one episode's. Do you, are you a Simpsons guy? Were you ever? Not Not
0: where I know everything about it, that, but it's been on for I, 50 years now, so it's hard to.
1: Oh, I think this is, or recently it was like the 30th season, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think I watched probably the first 10-ish years maybe, like up until some point in high school. <laughs> and then I kind of fell off. Yeah. It's weird because that, you know, when it was first started, there was a lot of controversy around it. Like, um, a, a lot of parents thought it was garbage TV. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of friends that their parents wouldn't let them watch The Simpsons. Right, right. And, it like, oddly enough, it was kind of a family show that we watched together. Oh, that's
0: cute. I mean, your family specifically watched it together?
1: Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It's a, a weird, <laughs> I don't know, show to to have all, the family watch. Actually, I guess it's not that weird. Uh, I don't know why the world was so uptight because it's actually not like that compared to especially a lot of the TV shows today. Oh, yeah. It's it's not a big deal. At no,
0: all. no. Watching <laughs> Family Guy as a family would be uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can totally see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So this is, if you haven't figured it out um, from clicking on this episode or however you listen to this podcast, <laughs> this is the January recap episode. January 2019. Um. This is, we're, we're getting into the rounds of doing, this is the second January recap, I think. Is it, right? Well, yeah. So now it's not just... <laughs> The January recap. This is the second January recap we've ever done. Ah, I see what so you're we're saying. We're going to have to start attaching years to the month. That's right. That's right. To not confuse people. If
0: you're still with us, we don't want to confuse you. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we do find confusing. At least I do. I'm a terrible speaker and I get very flustered mm-hmm. when uh, trying to explain yes. things. Which is. It's great that I've chosen, you know, to do podcasting. Um, Before we start, like, get into our actual recap of the month, I did notice this um, specifically, like, at the beginning of this year. And obviously, this is a trend that grows over time. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you what you, if you've noticed this as well, podcasting, and this is going to sound stupid, but I'll explain or, like, expand upon it. Podcasting is everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like within the past couple months, it's like if you are a brand or a celebrity, you have to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, um this year I think Conan O'Brien has released a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh like like I said before, every single brand and reputable company has some sort of a podcast, if not multiple podcasts. Uh it's it's a interesting, I don't know, trend that's happening now. Uh, and like I said, it's, some, it's not something that happened overnight. It's been growing. But I feel like within the last even month or two, there's been an even bigger explosion uh, and a lot of new podcasts that I've uh, seen. Have you
0: been listening to anything new? Is there anything that's on your radar that's new? Because usually it seems like uh, something gets huge, like a podcast gets huge, and then it kind of uh, makes everyone take notice again, and then think like, "Oh, this is a good, cheap, uh, quick way to sort of reach an audience and stuff." But is there? Mm. Have you picked up any new shows well, yourself?
1: Uh, kind of. And but I want to go back to what you just said. Um, this is like a new way to reach a new audience. Mm-hmm. It is. But if you are, you know, a celebrity or a, a brand and a company. It is a good way to reach out to an audience or build an audience, Um, but it's a lot of freaking work. Like we do this um, pretty casually and like, it's not a huge commitment, but if you're doing this with a brand, um, there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, they do a ton of planning and kind of come up with a script um, and then they have to worry about ads. Depending on how professional you want to be, you've got to worry about censoring your stuff. So then it goes through another filter. Um, If you're a big brand or company, I'm sure a number of people have to listen to it and give edits before the final episode is released. So it's actually, I think it would end up being a lot of work. Um, So I'm kind of curious to see if all of these newer podcasts that have come out recently, if they're going to last for years and if I mean, we wouldn't really know this, but if it really makes a difference in these individual brands. Mm,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on it probably makes more sense for certain brands or or personalities than it does for for others. I could Mm. see for like comedians and performers and things like that, that that makes sense. But bigger brands, if they're going through the process that you just mentioned, it sounds a little stale for podcasts like the immediacy is gone. But again, these people have budgets, which obviously is something we don't have. So they can yeah. hire people and you know turn these things over to, to probably full agencies. Like,
1: especially if it's just like brand enrichment, how do you justify these extra costs? Because you, you, it's not really quantifiable. Like we're investing all this time and all this money to produce a show. And what we're hoping to gain from it is more of brand exposure, which you can't really quantify with a dollar. What are you, you know?
0: What are you talking about though specifically? Is there a brand that you're that you're thinking of specifically for this? I mean, like when you say brands, what do you mean like a Starbucks podcast, or do you mean like?
1: <laughs> I should have had better examples ready to go. Um, I can't. Every time you put me on the spot, I can't think of. Anything. Well, I think of something like. So I'll circle. I'll circle back with this. Yeah. Um, the next time I run into like a specific brand or something that I see, I'll, I'll make a note and we can maybe tap on it quickly in the next. Well, I mean, episode. I think
0: something like Star Wars, that makes sense, right? Star Wars podcast, like the Star Wars show and, mm-hmm. you know, just keeps the conversation going. There's plenty of stuff out there anyway. They might as well be doing a show. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, if it's really like a brand, yeah, that's a little harder to like what I listen to the Fruity Pebbles podcast. Probably. I probably
1: would. <laughs> Oh, they should do a serial Mm -hmm. one and you should host it that's right there we go that's that's what we're 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 moving towards i could be working Um, on something but
0: i wouldn't say that on this (laughs) show
1: (laughs) the um okay the one podcast that i want to bring up really quick uh, you know it's going to be popular for a little while but i definitely see it kind of losing steam it's and i'm sure you've heard of this the ron burgundy podcast Mm. it's uh, i mean it's it sounds like a lot of fun and a good idea, but that character already, I think, it's kind of lost his luster. It's um, not as fun and exciting as he first was. So it's really Will um,
0: Ferrell doing the character,
1: and that's that's the other thing. I've heard ads on the radio, and it almost sounds like uh, like an impersonator hmm. do like taking over the character. But I don't know for sure. It just I was curious if it's actually Will Ferrell doing this every single I don't know how frequently it is but every episode mm-hmm. and is it going to be just bits in the persona of Ron Burgundy or is he going to interview or is it going to be I don't know I just I don't see this last having a lot mm. of uh, longevity and lasting that maybe long, they're just but, building
0: up to another movie or something he loves the character though he brings it out quite a bit yeah. like he was just on the Conan podcast talking about it mm-hmm. and everything too so uh, but, I mean, a Will Ferrell podcast, just that alone would be good. doesn't have to be Ron yeah. Burgundy.
1: I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'll definitely give it a shot, but I can't say that I'm super right. or eager or excited to – I just can kind of confuse it what it it's going to end up being. Right,
0: yeah. I have been terrible about it. I haven't been – I think My Favorite Murder is the only one I listen to on a consistent basis anymore. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I should probably look into more podcast (laughs)
1: um okay let's i I could ask more but i don't want to spend a ton of time on this topic so let's let's shift gears um i think between the two of us not not i think i know only one of us had a really exciting january (laughs) so i'm gonna kick it back to you uh you actually just you pretty recently just came back from uh about a week-long trip over to the other Disney parks (laughs) on the East Coast, also known as Disney World. Um, Tell us a little bit about your Disney World excursion. Yeah, so
0: I went for the Epcot International Festival of the Arts uh, and so I did some signings there and got to see some of our friends of the show there. And uh, yeah, it's named uh,
1: specifically. So all of our them. buddies from I'm the Master of One do podcast that. were there because you're going to you're going to miss some. You're going to miss some and no. you're going to look really stupid. No, OK, take it easy. Um, take it easy. <clears throat> <laughs> I so you've you've done this for this is the third year, yeah,
0: third year for the festival, right. fourth year going to Orlando for going to Disney World, yeah.
1: Is how long has the festival actually? This was the third year for the
0: festival. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you've been doing it every single year. Are you noticing it like getting bigger or evolving and changing every single year?
0: Uh, I don't know that it's evolving as a festival. It it, attendance wise, Mm -hmm. it's probably getting bigger. I think it is one of their more popular festivals throughout the year. Epcot is eternally in some kind of festival. I think except for the summer, Mm -hmm. they actually have like festival employees. That that's what they do is they work these festivals um but uh i don't know this year it seemed um it seemed heavy with the disney artists this time i I don't know that i saw as many independent artists that were just there in their own Mm. booths but i didn't spend a lot of time running around i don't get that much free time there so um i i I didn't get a chance to look so uh, maybe that could be wrong i could be just making that up and a a terrible (laughs) observation on my part
1: so what other than having artists there and new merch mm-hmm. um what what else happens at this festival every year so
0: they do like broadway singers come and they do performances so it's like little concerts in the show uh, in the like uh they have like some outdoor theaters there Certain area, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then um uh, there's a whole food booth thing that disney just loves now like there's always some kind of themed food new churros different fancy foods that are i mean it's really cool i enjoy that part probably the most um Mm -hmm. and so it's just that and then the tents are set up around world showcase and you can just go in and see the artists and buy the prints and all that stuff so uh, but it's a really good festival i think um it's probably my favorite of the festivals that i've attended like they do food and wine they do flower and garden we do some Mm -hmm. of those things here now on the on the west coast but um i think they've got it kind of down to a science over there.
1: Yeah. And you had some new art. Yes. That you released I did. in conjunction with this festival. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still available for purchase? So the festival,
0: it'll be available in the festival only until uh, that ends. And then most of it should be going over to Wonderground gallery uh, after that. So, um should be available pretty quick here i don't have specific dates or times and i hate to say it because then if i'm wrong people start screaming at me on social media and we'll just wait <laughs> till it pops up at the gallery uh, so
1: so it was four pieces four pieces right? yeah so you had a new hipster mickey disney afternoon snow white, snow white disney afternoon and country, country bears. bears that's right
0: which right. i got to see while i was there i always try to go see country bears when i'm there
1: i didn't know that it was still over yep. there yep when I remember growing up um, that was like, so when we went to Knott's Berry farm, our leaving exit, the park thing was to go on Bigfoot Rapids. Mm. And at, at Disneyland, these are the two like SoCal theme parks. Um, Disneyland, the, the, the trend was to go see country bears as the last thing before we left. Did you like it? Um, I loved it. Yeah. 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 I did too. And, now they have, what was, it's Winnie the Pooh yeah. ride that took over, which is actually, it's a, that's actually a decent ride. Mm-hmm. It is a little sad though that like in order to make room for some of these new experiences or new rides, you have to get rid of something that, you know, is fun. Like you have to get rid of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I'm sure you're aware of this. Here's a little. Don't say it. Disney trick or tip. Okay. What, what do you think I'm going to say? That the
0: heads are still in the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yes, yes, everybody
1: knows that. <laughs> it's so it's fun. Though. It is. I, it is. I like to see like um I don't know. i just little stupid things yeah. like that. I mean, you know way more than I do. Of course. Um, it's fun to to I don't know, check have out. Have you been to Disney World? Uh, I have. Uh I have not been God, it's gotta be almost ten years now. I probably went let's see, like between seven to ten years ago was hmm. the last time that I went. Just for fun so, or
0: was it like a work thing or something? Or,
1: uh, Well, when I... A former life, I was in the military among ah. several other former lives and I was actually stationed for some training in Pensacola, Florida which is like almost the most northern part of Florida and every single three-day weekend they had this... Um, I forget what it was called, but essentially there was like on base. They they gave you opportunities to go do certain activities Mm -hmm. at a reduced rate. Yeah. And every three-day weekend, they would have some uh, people rent buses and drive down to Orlando. And then you get to spend a three-day weekend at the parks. Um, So I think I did that for like Memorial Day and Labor Day Ooh. one year. Um yeah, it's but it was like I think with the like military discounted rate like getting the rides down there and the hotel and then two uh park tickets was like 300 bucks. Mm. So I totally was totally worth it. Yeah. Um but yeah, anyways, that was the last time that I went was probably uh, that's gotta be more that's gotta be 10 years ago i was gonna say
0: at least 10 years 2009 yeah. like that's
1: yeah
0: that's crazy that it was even that recent um yeah you need to go again so much has changed i think even since then uh, you should probably oh
1: yeah totally
0: plan a trip it's a big trip though like it's not a it's not like oh unless you're working and you have to get sent there for something it's not like a cheap trip to just take like disneyland is you know oh
1: yeah well i mean be Especially since there's so many parks, mm-hmm. and I know this might be blasphemy from Jared, but the Universal parks are pretty good over there too. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I were to go, I would want to spend a day at at least three of the Disney parks, and then maybe a day at the Orlando or um, the Universal parks as well. I know
0: it kind of kills me to be there that long and not be able to scoot over there for a little mm-hmm. bit, but um, I gotta well, just like, make it, a separate ship.
1: I know you're not um, a huge Harry Potter fan, but what they've done with the Harry Potter land Mm -hmm. or their area is it's so good. Yeah. Well, I've Um, seen
0: the first part of it. I just didn't see the second part in Orlando. mm -hmm. So I do have to go back for
1: that. In L.A., it's a really, really small area. It's done really well, but it's tiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, At Orlando, they have two separate parks. And I think you can actually like get transported from one to the other Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool.
0: You're such a dad tonight telling us this stuff. You know, kids, you can take a train from one park to the other.
1: Not everybody (laughs) knows these things.
0: Come on. All right. All right. I'll pretend like they don't. That's very interesting, Mark. Thank you for sharing your travel tips. Um, Which
1: parks did you go to uh, when you're in Orlando? I just went
0: to Epcot. Uh, I did go to Hollywood Studios. Not much going on there right now cuz it's all construction for uh Star Wars land, but I did go to the Toy Story yeah. land that's new there, uh, rode the Slinky Dog ride. It was just pouring down rain that day though, so it was a <laughs> it was kind of a nightmare. Fun. But it cleaned it out, like it cleared out all the people, so there were no waits for anything. Yeah. Um, which is always good. And then I did go to Magic Kingdom with our good friend Jay Ratner and saw Mickey and Very Minnie fun. And, took yeah got to take a mickey mouse picture which is always nice so um yeah um and also while i was there i got to do a little speaking engagement for some very exclusive disney folks which was pretty exciting so uh so
1: we actually we talked about this or at least i did mm -hmm. um you know this was kind of a goal to do more speaking engagements how do you feel this went for you are you getting more comfortable doing these speaking engagements
0: uh I think yes like I think um it'll probably be case by case I think for me but I will mm-hmm. say I was the thought of doing this talk was intimidating because these are Disney people that are high up and and that's mm-hmm. always intimidating um, especially because I don't know like it's weird to go and tell people how to draw so it was it was interesting because it wasn't just to talk about like my work and everything like and we did like a like a little seminar where we we drew and I drew with them and kind of walked around and stuff like that. So that's always a weird thing where it's like you're teaching these mm-hmm. very professional people how to draw. So that was a little bit difficult to sort of wrap my brain around. But I will say, surprisingly, I wasn't nervous. I don't think that I did particularly well. I'm not saying that. But I wasn't <laughs> like shaking like I normally like I normally do just before I uh, you know, take the stage there. It was a smaller group too, and they're all very friendly and everything, but um, yeah, I don't know, it, it's, it felt different this time. So hopefully that's a good sign. Hopefully that's the beginning of an easier transition.
1: Do you like the, so there's kind of two versions of the speaking engagements. There's kind of the more motivational and or storytelling, and then there's the tutorial side of things. Like which version do you prefer?
0: I it depends on the audience for me I think it's like Mm -hmm. if I had to go speak to a bunch of students I'd feel a little bit more like okay I can speak with some authority on some of this when you're talking to peers it feels different like as if you're taking some weird stand of like okay you're doing it wrong here's how a real artist does it you know and like it's Mm -hmm. weird to walk that line I think so um, uh, but they were very receptive which was great and that made it a lot easier but I did find they were more receptive to one-on-one interaction than it was Mm -hmm. about me standing up in front of and like doing things. So um, that's easier for me to do too. So I'm always more willing to do something like that, but I don't know. Do you, have you done anything like this? And do you like, I was just thinking about how at uh, the movie theater, when you had to go up and explain (laughs) everything, like the princess bride thing, Uh, uh like does that kind of stuff make you nervous? Or do you think like, ah, it's just the event.
1: Um, so I, I took, I think everybody has taken a public speaking class yep. in college, yep. but the biggest thing, and I think t- to be completely honest, I think this is a bullshit claim. Cause I don't know how you can prove this, but my teacher <laughs> said that like, I fr- I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something along the lines of only 10% of your nerves show when you're doing public speaking. Oh no.
0: Opposite for me.
1: Like. Uh, And we were forced, like, we had to bring a VHS tape to have him record so we can watch. And then, you know, as you're saying it, you feel, like, super nervous. But then you, the thought is you re-watching, like, oh, shit, I don't look as bad as I felt. Right, right. Um, So that stuck with me. um, And it gave me confidence moving forward. Um, But to answer your question, like, I definitely feel a bit nervous um, Mm -hmm. doing any sort of speaking engagement. I don't know if that will ever go away, but it's not paralyzing by any means. Like I'm relatively comfortable going up and speaking in front of people. Um, I don't know if I've ever done something like uh, the speaking engagements that you've done Uh uh, where you're speaking to a crowd about your experiences with something and it's more of a presentation. Right. Um, I've done a lot of pitches, mm-hmm. um, which is, that's more intimate cause it's always maybe like a dozen people or less. Um, it's never, I've never done like a big crowd speaking thing, but, but pitches, we talk- pitches
0: are hard too, I think because much more is writing on it. <laughs> like you can make yeah, or break something with a terrible pitch. So like that, that's just as nerve wracking. I think, especially if it's like executives or if it's people you don't normally deal with that can be extremely stressful so let me ask you this will be my question for this episode then and then we'll maybe break it up into like different questions that i ask you on the episode and you probably have to work it out in real time (laughs) so
1: you're gonna so you just said i'm gonna ask you the question and then i'm gonna break it down into questions me so there's yeah you're tricking me no it's
0: already more than one question no 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 this will be the question for this episode because otherwise it'll turn into a whole episode about this but um so at this stage you've got a lot of things a lot of projects that you're you're working on like a lot of different mm-hmm. things to build up what squared co is uh, whether that's redefining it or whatever that's branding that's projects that's a portfolio what part of this at this point is the most interesting for you because i think for so many of us when we're doing these things like for me i like doing designer con because i like to be at the thing I hate doing all the accounting and the printing mm-hmm. and the manufacturing and all that stuff. So I could see that why it's necessary, but I don't like it. So for you, for doing what you're doing right now, what is the fun part for you? And what is the part that it's, you don't like?
1: You love asking this question. I do because it gets
0: to the heart <laughs> of it. and it's at the m-
1: But I don't know if it's the right question. It is. Because no, no, no and I'll tell you why I think that. Uh, It's not necessarily that I like any of this. It's kind of, um, I'm not the best like individual creative as a designer or illustrator. I am a better curator and maybe even art director Mm -hmm. than I am like an individual creative. So it's not like I would love to be a killer designer and illustrator. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily where my strong suit lies. So in order to exist in this creative world, I have to adjust and kind of go to where my strong suits are. Uh, So it's not necessarily that I enjoy it over the other things. It's just, I'm better at the organization and the like coming up with a project and finding a way to complete it um, Mm -hmm. than it is to just, banging out a really cool illustration right but
0: that that completely makes sense for what squared co is you are not Mm -hmm. an individual designer per se you are a bigger company no i think that's exactly right and that i think um my advice based on that answer would be to crystallize that answer into something that sounds a little more savvy because yeah. I think that's exactly right what you just said. I don't think you have to knock yourself as a designer or an artist, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's great. That's I think that's right. So that's all I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and that, that was one of the uh, uh resolutions is to not be so mm-hmm. hard on myself, but um, <laughs> you know, this just is what it is. I'm not saying I'm terrible artist, designer, illustrator, but I do think I am a better um art director and curator um than I am right an individual creator. So I
0: think that's what you just you go for that answer right there, right? Like yeah. don't say like I'm a terrible artist, so I do this. That's not the case. <laughs> that's not the answer. It's like this is what I like right. to do, this is what I'm good at, and that's what you that's what you emphasize. Okay. I will stop but making you uncomfortable. So- you- we
1: talked about uh, in the resolutions episode that I have named this year the year of P. Right. For all of the projects I'm going to do personally that start with P. Perfect. Um, <laughs> the year of P has begun. Okay. I have finished my first paper piece for the year. Ah. One of many, I'm sure. And you are, you. are I showed you snippets of this. Yes. Um, it is a Harry Potter... Uh, I don't know how to even describe it character um, so
0: some character illustrations basically yeah,
1: yeah so the the very one of the very first paper pieces i did and this is the first piece that i ever did that was put up in a pop culture gallery and sold was uh for avatar the last airbender um and what i did for that piece i kind of took that I went back to that style and recreated some Harry Potter characters um, for this new paper piece. Uh, so it, I showed Jerry the pictures of it. I have, I broke it down into four different characters, each character representing one of the four houses from Hogwarts.
0: Yes, turned out really cute. Um, it's a, it's an. I hope you post it soon because it's really. Very cool. Are you going to post it eventually? Is that something you'll be able to post eventually? Yes. So okay. this
1: is part of an art trade. Um And I didn't want to post it before I gave this to the person on the other end of this art. Trade. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Just out of courtesy. Um, and you got to
0: take some good pictures. So, yeah. so if there's any good uh, art photographers out there, uh, drop us a line. Yes,
1: <laughs> please. Um. Yeah, I that's one thing I always talk to Jared about this. I'm I picked a medium that I actually love, which is paper art. And I'm pretty good at it. But because it's a physical thing, it's not like a, a you can't turn it into a digital file. Right. In order to represent it well, you need to take good photos. Mm-hmm. And I am a terrible photographer. Um, so, yes, if anybody is listening out there that is decent at photography, please let me know. I would love to get some tips from you on how to take some decent photos of my paper art.
0: So what is the challenge with this? Is it because you need to kind of show the layers, like how it's constructed so it's not all flat?
1: I'm not sure. Well, so yes, you want to have a depth because, you know, the style that I use for paper art is very, mm-hmm. there's, it's all flat, but it's layered right. with different um, depths between each layer of paper Um, So you need that. So depending on where the light source is and how it casts shadows, you want to make sure you capture all the shadows to show that depth. Um, And then again, just capturing the color is a challenge in itself in any sort of uh, photograph and then the textures as well. So Hmm. kind of all three of those things. And, you know, I'm halfway decent at Photoshop, but I don't want to take a photo and then end up spending an hour in Photoshop to make it look better. Um, You know, if you have a decent foundation, you might only need like five minutes of touch up on Photoshop to really make it pop.
0: Hmm, That's Um, interesting. I think, I think a lot of people use Photoshop quite a bit for, for a lot of that stuff, but who knows?
1: Yeah, not. Yeah. But I, I think if I am able to have a stronger foundation, I'm not going to spend nearly as much time trying to clean up a bad photo um, in Photoshop. Um, But the year of P is continuing because uh, we are actually, I talked about Conan O'Brien early in this episode. We are going to a taping of Conan's. And, you know, I don't know. This is kind of just an excuse to give me um, a prompt to do another... P for the year. But I want to do essentially a gig poster of Conan, which would be the other P poster. Um, And I feel... I don't know how I feel about this. I feel nerdy, dorky that I want to figure out a way to present it to him. Um, It doesn't have to be personally to him, but get it to his people as like a gift. I'm sure a lot of people bring gifts to these things and they probably go in a bin somewhere, but Um, that's kind of the intent is I want to create a poster of Conan O'Brien and give it to him. I know that there are a lot of um, like when you watch his stuff kind of behind the scenes footage, he's got a wall of fan art and like pop culture related art. So I know that uh, he appreciates this stuff. Um, I just don't know how I'm going to figure out a way to, get it to him you
0: know you go so high concept with these things if you just post more on your social media that would go a long way you're like you're nah your posting has been so terrible this year you gotta just do more <laughs> small projects and get it out there like that's a one-shot thing like oh hey where where is this is well, this on so, the okay. warner brothers slot that he's at uh
1: i want to say yes okay but um <clears throat> so i mean even if i don't figure out a way to get it to him that project still exists and then at that point i will be able to post it um so it's not like you know if he doesn't get it it, that's the end of it well yes no i know right right
0: (laughs) i just (laughs) you need to do more work and post more i think that would go yeah for sure for sure oh for sure so you're going to a taping another taping how awful have you been to a talk show taping before
1: Is there a Uh, pretty
0: people line for the Conan show or do they not care there as Uh, much? Probably. Uh, No, because I don't think they
1: panned the audience that much. And he's got a new structure with his show, um, which uh, we'll talk about this in the February recap. Oh, okay. Because I haven't gone to the taping yet, Jared. Well, no, I I know. know But that's why we build
0: it up so that people are actually interested when they come back. (laughs) Um, When is the taping actually? Is that like coming up?
1: valentine's day oh
0: that's so romantic
1: yeah how exciting um
0: all right that's great (laughs) (laughs) anything else you want to add any other p you want to add to that
1: uh not yet okay so those are oh i guess i can do one i did my a poster that's the p right yes poster Um, so I am friends with the owner of Rose City Pizza. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask
0: you about this next. Yeah.
1: They, they put on, uh, I think monthly, sometimes it's the bi-monthly, but they always have art on their walls of this pizza place. Mm -hmm. And I have done a lot of shows with them. Um, he's curating a new show, which is going to be eighties music themed. So I mean, uh, there's a ton of different bands and singers that are going to be on display uh, for this show. I, of course, opted to do something Michael Jackson related. Um, so this will uh, this is actually my first poster of the year. Um, yeah, and it took me, I, I got to say, I am pretty happy with the composition and like what I wanted to do. Um, but I was telling Jared this off air that <clears throat> luckily this is one of the – how do I want to phrase this? Easy. This was a learning experience. Very good. So, okay. <laughs> it may not have turned out the way that I planned it in my head. Sure. But I did learn a lot from this and um, like I said in previous episodes – it, I do love posters and poster design, but for some reason, I have not really done any poster design. So um, I want to do more of that and get better at it. The only way to do that is to do it. So this is one of my first attempts at poster design. Um,
0: so when you say poster design, what do you mean exactly? Is it because there's text? Is that that's what makes it a poster as opposed to, uh, to say an so illustration? To m-
1: in my brain, poster is by size. Oh, okay. Which, you know, everybody, it, it's whatever you want it to be. But to me, poster is by size.
0: Oh, okay. So you're just going by size, nothing else. Not yeah, subject matter. I mean, or,
1: yeah. Because if you're doing a print or some of the, like, the the pop culture related art that I've done in the past, it's been relatively bite size. Mm,
0: um, well, you did that last one for Rosity. That was all those movie posters, right? Those were all posters. <clears throat>
1: Those were posters, but yeah. that wasn't, those weren't my designs. Oh, I see those what you're were, saying. I see what you're saying. I was recreating right, uh, right, right. movie posters. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the uh, I haven't done a lot of poster designing myself.
0: So you did Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, anyone else participating in this show that we should know oh, about?
1: Oh, our good friend Miguelito, Aww. as Jared calls him. Uh, he <laughs> is <laughs> He's also going to be participating in this show. Nice. Um, I think he's got a couple pieces, so ah, definitely we will. Yeah, follow him, and you will. I'm sure he'll be posting uh, his final pieces for that.
0: When uh, when's the show actually up?
1: So it will if you're listening to this on release date or close to it. Um, it should be up for a month. Uh, it goes up February 9th. And it'll probably go through, at the very least, early March. Ah, I see.
0: Okay. Well, I just want to let you know my invitation to participate got lost in the mail or something, so I was unable (laughs) to do this show. But thank you Uh, for thinking of me. Hey, I'm not the curator.
1: I wasn't the curator for this one, Mm, so okay, it's it's not my fault. I see. I see.
0: Okay. Well, I'll talk to the Rose City people then.
1: (laughs) Okay. Please do, because...
0: I'll, I'll find out how miguel got in and then I'll, I'll 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 ask him
1: uh nah nah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember these things right. i'll always
0: remember these things keep it in mind
1: there's there's um one thing that you said i think it was the resolutions episode uh, you asked like I said, so, I don't remember how it came up, but I was saying that oh, I'm a pretty easygoing guy and you asked me what are some things that irritate me and make me mad. Couldn't think of anything, but I did think of something since then and I'm going to share it with you now. Okay,
0: great setup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get excited, Jerry. Oh, I'm very These excited. These are the things, this is something that really irritates me. Um, and it is, it has to do with, Art and design. Um, so like a lot of my friends and family, they know what I do. They know that I'm passionate about art and design and that I participate in that myself. So <clears throat> something that just bugs the shit out of me is when they see a piece up in the house. Yeah. That and I don't ha- I don't put any of my own stuff up like on display in my house. So none of it is mine. Mm-hmm. But they will come in and say something. Like, oh, did you do that? And the thing that irritates me about this is they, uh, it's... Go ahead. The way that they're... <clears throat> I'm, I'll say something like, okay, no, I didn't do that. That's blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, well, you could totally do that. And I get the sentiment. Right. It's like, they're tr- in their head, it's a compliment. This is good. I think you're good. You can do good work. But... This is like mondo level artists that are on my walls here. Clearly,
0: you cannot do that. (laughs) Yes, by them saying, I will never say that when I come to your house. I promise. I promise.
1: By (laughs) them saying that they think I could do this caliber of work, it just cheapens the entire (laughs) like industry all together and this is not me like just you know having low self-esteem on my own personal work right like this is like by them saying that like oh let me see uh yeah we've got some tom whalen back here them saying that i'm just as good as tom whalen um means that Tom Whelan is not good. Right. So. Exactly. That's an it's, insult like, to
0: Tom Whelan. They just don't realize right. what they're doing.
1: Right. Right. And then they try and backtrack. Oh, no, no, no. It's you're you're just so good, too. I could totally see you doing something like that. I'm like, no. Now, so no. So no. this is
0: exactly what we were talking about before, because this is why I say so much of uh, like what we accomplish and like the the things that you achieve are personal because as good intention and in, in everything as people are, I, I think most people in our sphere don't understand exactly what we do and they kind of don't care beyond a certain level, right? They're not, they're not going to mm-hmm. go home and now research who Tom Whalen is and find out <laughs> the vast history of his, uh, you know, repertoire. No, they, it's yeah. like they mention it because it's there in front of them. It's something to talk about and that's really all that they care about. So i think that's just something you have to get used to look i have like it happens to me all the time that's the one good thing about working for disney people kind of understand disney that's a big deal yeah, but, yeah. so they get it on that level but beyond that like my aunt when i did the inside out books you know i did the uh, the storybooks she's like oh so you created these characters i said oh well no they're based, <laughs> the movie it's based on the movie so and then she was just completely like oh okay <laughs> so it's like how do you uh, how do you explain that you just you don't you know and just it,
1: it's it is really interesting because like i kind of surround myself and i think you do too um with people more or less in the industry or at least fans of it so like they get it but it's your yeah <laughs> like other people in your life that have no idea and it's yeah mm-hmm yeah. Uh so that irritates I don't me. think that
0: goes away ever. <laughs> but it kind of yeah. it kind of keeps you humble, I think. Because when you think you're doing a good job, you've got family right there to remind <laughs> you that you're <laughs> you're still Ooh, nobody. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. No what do you do again? Nobody cares.
1: So Oh my god. Yeah. Um I don't know why, but this episode I just keep referring back to our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to talk about uh this I think it comes out next week, so probably right around when this is actually releasing or this episode is dropping. Yeah. But the um- Umbrella Academy is coming out on oh, Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I so I'm not going to dive too much into that, but it made me think of a different topic and this is another thing that semi irritates me. Uh-oh. It's, you know, book versus TV or film adaptation. Okay. So this was a comic book originally. Right. And, you know, with this a new adaptation of a thing, it's going to be compared to the source material. Of course. You know, this happened with Walking Dead. This happened with Harry Potter. Game of Thrones. So many yeah. Game of Thrones. ton of other um, pop culture franchises. Um, so the thing that irritates me is, you know, the cool guy always saying oh, the book was so much better. It's like, you know, if you read the book first, yes, it's going to be better because that's your first experience with this thing. Once you read the book and then go see the movie, it's, you already know everything that's going to happen. There's no real surprises. It gets presented in a different way and they do change it up a bit. But, I mean, for Harry Potter, I know that, the films stayed very true to the book. Eh. Not exactly, yeah. but uh, like you're not going to get a crazy plot twist. You didn't see. coming. Right. Right. You know? Um, so, I, I mean, that's my opinion. The guy, <laughs> this is just old man Mark ranting mm-hmm. right now, but um, I don't, it, the umbrella Academy is coming out. I loved the graphic novel. Um, and I actually purpose, I haven't read that for probably 10 years, I purposely didn't reread it because I wanted to try and re-watch uh, or watch the, the new series, not having that refresher of what happened um, in the story. Because I think it's, at least the plot is staying pretty close to the source material as well on this one. Well, I think, um, you know,
0: when you when you read something, you have a very different connection to it than when you watch it on TV or or right. someone else's thing. So I think you become very uh, much more attached to the thing when you read it and you're by yourself. And, you know, you're not necessarily having a huge pop culture conversation about this stuff every day. You kind of get through it on your own and figure it out. So I think it becomes a very personal relationship with the source material so that definitely when you see it on screen and they it feels like they've missed the point completely i could see why people feel passionate about it and you gotta admit there have been several adaptations of things where it's just off the mark where oh, you know yeah, where marketing totally. steps in and says well harry potter's the main character but we don't like it we like ron so let's make this more about ron you know if it was something like that people would be furious so that's what i mean i think it just becomes yes The the movie
1: Harry Potter. Yes, it's going to be called, we're going to call it Ron.
0: (laughs) But that's what I mean. I think it feels like that to a lot of people. Like when they do composite characters, when they get rid of whole storylines. You know, Game of Thrones is a good example in that people like the show just as much as I think that they like the books. Because it it changed and the TV show went off in its own direction because the books weren't even finished yet. So that's a special case, I think. but. Mm-hmm. I think especially with novels and, and and things like that it's hard to not be critical of the of the adaptation but yes I could see why that is annoying which is more annoying though that or Star Wars critics I'm telling you Star Wars people are killing me these <laughs> days
1: <laughs> uh, I mean uh, th- that's never gonna change and it, it ne- it's always been around you know when there were no movies Star Wars people were I don't know being annoying in different ways. But how is the
0: last Jedi uh, eclipsing the the prequels? Like that's what get, gets me. Like maybe I'm the old man here because I go back to the original and say, "Well, the prequels were terrible too. Why are you so upset about the last Jedi?" But I'm finding now point. that that generation, kind of your generation, really likes the prequels. You
1: know. I don't know. I I can't say that I know many people that hold the prequels like in fondly like they look at them with fondness. which is
0: better the prequels or the last jedi tough one
1: nah, <laughs> yeah, shit, it is tough. <laughs> it is see that's what i mean that's tough yeah
0: so i think when you're looking I at mean, it in that in that angle uh people have uh, because they grew up with the prequels a lot of them i think there's an affection for them that i don't have
1: Well, for me, even though I was pretty young when the prequels started, I still, like, I had already watched the original trilogy at least, like, 50 times. When I was first introduced to that, it was just on all the Uh, time. But how
0: old were you when you saw Phantom Menace? 99, right? That was 99?
1: 12.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that's going to be 20 years? this year
1: oh no yeah that's that's crazy
0: so 12 there you go that's still a little (laughs) that's actually a little bit older i think right like if you were seven when you saw phantom menace oh if
1: i was seven i would have loved it yeah yeah the one thing that i remember loving um after seeing phantom menace was uh padme (laughs) oh
0: like you had a crush on padme
1: oh oh, hell yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. i could see that i could see it's
1: like you know in star wars because this was in the original trilogy too it was just the the main character female i had a crush on oh because i love star wars and there's a girl in it like oh i naturally i'm gonna love that girl ah i see so you liked
0: you liked Leia then, as a young person watching the trilogy on TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I. Job of the hut. Job of the hut. Leia. <laughs> uh, so since we're on Star Wars, this was the one thing I had down about that. Uh, do you uh, do you care about the title? Are are you at all interested in what the title is going to be, or will you try not to listen to that?
1: Oh no, no. So my new stance on movies and everything—it's just I'm not going to actively run out of the theater, avoid them, right? I mean, you know, if it comes up, uh, it, like, naturally yes. comes to me, I will accept it and watch it or whatever. Right. But at the same time, I'm also not going to go out of my way to find some deep forum and, like, spoiler forum right, or right, right. fan theories uh, and all that. So um, I'll save that for post-viewing so I can really get deep into the motives of some of these characters and stuff, but yeah. Um,
0: do you have any uh, thoughts on the title? Do you have any opinions about what it should be or what do you think it's going to be? It's The last one of the Skywalker, supposedly of the Skywalker storyline. Do you think it's going to, do you have any thoughts on it?
1: <laughs> um. So let's see, you know, obviously up until now, the end of the trilogy hit, has the return revenge thing right of the whatever i think it would be nice to have a nod back to that um but i don't know what it i have i don't know what it would be i just i think it would be nice if they try to include of the somehow so
0: you know can i talk about rumors then is that all right
1: yeah go ahead
0: yeah yeah so one of them is saying that it should be like uh that it might be something like balance of the force or balance to the force. Yeah, I've or seen that one. Uh, do you think that that would be like that? It's not Sith. It's not Jedi. It's something in between obviously is what they're getting mm-hmm. at there. But do you think that that's the way it should go? Like, do you feel like that's the way the movie will go? That this will be so some that, kind of like end of it's not the Jedi. It's not the Sith. It's some happy thing. That, I mean, they
1: definitely kind of built that idea up in La- the last Jedi. Um, with Luke's perspective on the force and all that. Um, I don't know. I think it's actually a terrible title. Yeah. Although it does say it does make sense. It does check the box right, of what right. I just said. Yes. Um, I wouldn't be unhappy with it. It's a very, very boring title though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's so, it sounds like a PC title for star Wars. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. But like some of the other ones are talking about like the Knights of Ren and stuff or I'm like that doesn't that should have been the last one well, instead of this yeah,
1: one. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it would be great if they did a spin-off movie with the Knights of Ren. That would be cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I I'm still I mean the future of Star Wars movies is kind of up in the air now that they're deciding to pump the brakes, which is good. Um I just I'm still dying for them to do an original Star Wars movie, like not attached to any of the trilogies in any way. Just a truly original, new original Star Wars movie. They,
0: what you, what like they, era do you want that to exist in, though? Like any era or like post Skywalker I, or like pre? I think like
1: way way back like knights of the old republic okay but would you
0: be okay with with that or do you feel that that's still oh yeah totally okay
1: like i mean i think it's you can't avoid some kind of stupid tongue-in-cheek easter eggs in these movies well i mean it yeah, Um, yeah 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 they're gonna include those even if you go way back then um which is it's fine if as long as it's not like terribly distracting so you mean just not tie um, it to
0: these current storylines it's not like yeah it's, like, right.
1: there's such an enormous galaxy and world for them to build from why they're stuck in this like 100 year period with these same characters is just it's stupid mm.
0: well i think there's great affection for it so you want to I think it's just picking the right. right one. Like Rogue One was fine. I liked Rogue One quite a bit. I thought that was yeah, a fine way to do it. I, I agree great. we don't need a movie for every 10 minutes that we didn't see between every single film. <laughs> I agree, but yeah. um, I still think they could. Like I really want an Obi-Wan Kenobi film. I, I think that's fine. I think that's yeah,
1: great. That would be good too. Um, I Okay, will you be disappointed if they do something like Solo and get some random new actor?
0: Oh, you mean instead of Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Yeah. Well that doesn't make sense. It, like, yeah.
1: There you go. Neither did Solo. Well,
0: no, they couldn't get Harrison Ford to do it. So that's what I mean. They have to go Right.
1: But, have to get, but just don't make the movie.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. I'll stand by that. It was a fun movie. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna I don't know. I think we're gonna we're gonna get stuff anyway. Like I, I think that's inevitable. And it'll just be whether it's a good one or a bad one. Um, not so much the concept but um yeah we'll see uh so speaking of movies uh oscar nominations came out since we were last on um correct how are you doing on your movies this year like i have seen none of the
1: nominees so of the best pictures i think there's seven Mm -hmm. i think i've seen about half black panther
0: Um, uh stars born
1: yep what else See, I, I don't even know. I, I Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody Um what was there's one more that I saw. I can't remember, but the ones I didn't see, I didn't see Green Book, Mm-mm. which I actually would like to see. Um, I'd like to see them think, all, actually. I just haven't. Is it, it Roma? Did yeah, that get best? Yes,
0: that's on Netflix. So so that I should which, be able to watch that, and I just haven't yet. <laughs>
1: Um, so, did that actually get a theatrical release, I don't, or was it, I
0: have not been following what the rules I've are never, for that? But I'm sure like, they probably did.
1: It had to have been a really, really small yeah, release. Yeah, it just has to. It, yeah, it didn't come across any movie screen like locally for me. Were you
0: watching for it, it or like I, I,
1: I wasn't looking for yeah. it, but like you know, since it got all these accolades um, and nominations for all these different awards. You know, I would have remembered seeing this movie. I think
0: it um, has to have a theatrical run, right? I think no matter what.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I just—it's surprising because I it cannot. I don't think it was airing or, or uh, showing around. I don't before. know if
0: it's just that I'm busier this year, this like past six months or something like that. But I have no interest this year in it for some reason. Like, there's nothing exciting about it this year for me. Like, uh, even though you like *The Stars born a lot, are you pushing for that one to win? Like, that would seem. I don't know if that's no, yeah, best picture. I,
1: well, um, so I, I will say I did see Bohemian Rhapsody, which is similar in that it is a music movie. Right. Um, but huge, huge difference. Yeah. So Bohemian Rhapsody is like a pop song on the radio. You know, it's very flashy and catchy. The mm-hmm. Star is Born would be like. Here he goes. Uh, Go for it.
0: I Metaphor.
1: I can't. I can't think <laughs> of a an, like a. I don't know, like a Bob Dylan thing where it's it's doesn't have its traditional pop um indie. Yeah, it's it, but it's not an indie movie. You know, it's definitely poppy, um, a mainstream movie. Right. It's just doesn't have that pop effect to so it. So, are you saying Bohemian um,
0: Rhapsody is kind of like like like
1: fakey? It's just a flashy like yeah it's just like a fun cartoonish popcorn movie yeah, yeah, yes yeah. definitely how was he was um, he
0: really good rami malek style? yeah yeah
1: it's it's so weird that like when you're watching the carrot the movie at the end you know like they do in a lot of these yeah, biopics right. they'll show the real right. people and like re- real clips um they showed real freddie mercury and i was like oh who's that guy mm. Because during the movie, when you're watching it, he becomes that character and does such a good job that it messes with your mind and makes you believe that that is actually Freddie Mercury. Yeah, 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 And they did a really good job making him look very similar, but obviously, you know, you can tell the difference. And then, so when they showed him at the end, clips and photos of yeah. the actual it guy, it's... Huh? It's like, oh, what what's happening right now? Who is this imposter? Yeah,
0: because he doesn't really look like Freddie Mercury per se. I think it's all the performance, but um, right. I don't really know a lot about Queen and, and Freddie Mercury in general, though. Like, I didn't, I kind of know him from, like, the live aid look where he has the short hair and the very gay mm-hmm. mustache. <laughs> but um, like, so I don't know all his other looks or I'm not, I don't associate it with anything. So. He really only had
1: two in the movie. Mm. It was that yeah. one and then long curly hair. Yeah. Like kind yeah. of wavy hair. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure he went through a lot of different looks um, in his career, but those were the two that they hit. Yeah
0: yeah so we'll see i'll I'll see if i even watch the show this year i think i'm pushing for one small step uh, the animated short like that's the most exciting thing i think to come up for me
1: so they're doing um there's a small kind of indie theater Mm -hmm. in in this area that's airing all of the animated oh nice i want to go try and check that out um before it's it's gone because normally it's kind of difficult to see all the short um stuff that gets nominated they were all online well, I was going to say now it's probably a lot easier, but yeah. still being able to experience in it the theater, in the theater yep. would be really cool. Like the olden um, days. <clears throat> like the olden days. I did forget. I did do one other cool thing this month. I saw Elton John. Oh, you did? Uh, on his farewell tour. Oh, I didn't even and know that. When was that? So, uh, I think two weeks ago, maybe three. Miguel went know. too, right? You didn't, you guys didn't. So there's two, there's two different dates. Oh, okay. He went the night before. Staples Center
0: or, or where is this?
1: Yeah, there he he did two shows at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Miguel went to the first one. I went to the second one. Um, and like, I can't say that I'm a huge Elton John fan, right. but he's got so many hits and like songs that you don't even know you're familiar with. Uh-huh. Um, and he does put on a really fun show. And, you know, he's such an big name in music that and who knows if this is real farewell tour of course i not. really wanted i wanted to make sure that i had the chance to actually see him perform yeah before i wouldn't be able to um he is in his 70s mm-hmm. which is crazy and one of the funny things about the show like uh, kind of like bohemian rhapsody they show clips of like old footage of performances yeah they did that Well while he was performing on this big jumbotron behind him, and it's the old footage is him getting like wild and crazy, like jumping up on a piano and stuff. And now that he's so much older, like the thing, the move that he does is hilarious. At the end of a song, he will stand up from his piano bench and put his hands up in the air. That's the big move. Voila! And people people went nuts when he did that like he'd finish a song sometimes he'd slap the piano stand up put his hands in the air <laughs> and the crowd would just go crazy then he'd take a couple steps and go like to the other e- end of the stage put his hands up over there and then he'd like go to the front of the stage and bow and like i mean i'm not <laughs> trying to rag on him at all because he's performing really well still but it's just funny to see That kind of juxtaposition, literally right behind him, is him, like, jumping around on a piano. And now his big move is to stand up and put his hands in the air. See, that's
0: why you got to go to a Madonna show. Look, she's in her 60s, and she's still churning out.
1: Is she still performing? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like a show show. Like, hers are like Broadway shows. Like, there's no... She doesn't do a lot of banter, like where it's like, oh, and now I'll talk about this song. It's like everything's choreographed, everything mm. is set in motion. Like she disappears, she comes up, there's a video montage, then the dancers come out. Like it's it's very it's amazing. And it's hard to believe she's 60. Um,
1: I gotta say, I do, I like. Well, it depends on the performer and their banter. But I kind of do like when uh musicians do the banter. Depends. If they do it well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Is the caveat. Right,
0: right. How were your how were your how were your
1: seats? Uh so this was actually a gift. Oh, that's um, nice. and we got spoiled with our seats. We were we got floor seats mm-hmm. like kind of the middle back of the floor, yeah. but I mean almost anywhere you sit on the floor is Good,
0: it depends. So. Like sometimes because you're flat, you can't see you over a lot of people, like especially if you're shorter. Mm. But uh yeah, it's were they so they were a gift. That's good cuz I bet those tickets mm. were expensive.
1: Oh, it was yeah, so we had floor seats and we were an inside aisle. So there's like three sections yeah. of seats. Right. So there's two aisles that go cut through the floor. Mm-hmm. I was we were on a middle aisle seat. So it was like, you know, I could step out to the side if the person in front of me was too tall or whatever, or if I want to get a better view, we had more wiggle room. Um, so yeah, the seats were perfect. Yeah. We
0: had a uh, third row for Madonna on the floor.
1: I tell you, oh, that's too close. That is like, too close. you
0: feel like they see you, you know what I mean? Like you,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's,
0: that's crazy. That's the closest. Uh, let's see.
1: I saw kiss oh. years and years ago. And I, we had front row tickets because oh. it was a friend like one of my friend's brother there's like a friend of a friend kind of thing that worked for the arena so we actually got like front row seats and backstage passes yeah. um but i mean that's another thing that's like you may not like the band but it's so it's such a big deal like a kiss concert is so iconic that i can't imagine like turning down that opportunity that was that was a fun one
0: yeah free booze and food and probably an std before it's all over going backstage <laughs> yeah um
1: yeah how exciting Ugh.
0: well yeah i didn't even know you went to that that's hilarious um let me see here
1: anything else that we were going to talk
0: okay so are you done with your list
1: i got one thing okay uh, this, is a, this is a done thing. yes i <clears> that would
0: assume the other stuff's been great
1: <laughs> uh, and it has boy has it um, so I am this is kind of old news but the Netflix series which was also formerly a comic book graphic novel Hilda um, what? have you s- seen and heard and watched Hilda? No. Hilda? no I cannot believe you don't
0: know what I'm talking about I have about. no idea what you're talking about
1: oh my god wait right here oh jeez
0: so we will edit this out. He's running away from the desk to get something. I can hear his footsteps. Uh, we'll see what this is all about. It's riveting stuff, folks. Thank you for joining in. Oh, he's back. He's got a toy or something. Let's see what he's brought right. to share with us.
1: You've seen this character.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen this Hilda character.
1: So it was this Hilda... I'm going to go into dad mode since you legitimately don't really know what it is. I'm going to be educating you. Nope. Go ahead. It's happening. Go ahead. Uh, Hilda it was originally a graphic novel, mm-hmm. a children's graphic novel by uh, an English author illustrator. Um, I think it came out like 2011 ish, give or take. And it was really popular, so now Netflix picked it up, Mm -hmm. or whoever, some production company, they turned it into a cartoon series. Um, And I loved the cartoon so much that I got what I just brought over to show Jared was a large
0: vinyl figure
1: of the Hilda character, which sits right next to my... Vinyl Hipster Mickey and Hipster Mickey. Very nice.
0: Now, did you did you read the book? Were you familiar with the book before the no, show? No,
1: I actually, so want why I wanted to bring it up, I watched the first episode when it first came out a few months mm-hmm. ago, and it was kind of slow, didn't win me over. I recently tried the next few episodes and just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, even from the first episode that I didn't really get into, it is a beautiful, um, cartoon. Like the colors that they use are so, I love the color palette. Um, the character design is really simple. Um, and a lot of fun. They do this thing that I really like too, where it's not a true gradient. It's like a block of color that changes. As you go up into the sky and down into the grass right, right. or the like the world. So there'll be like four bars yeah. that progressively get darker um, as you go either direction. And I thought I hadn't seen that done before. Um, and I thought that was a really clever way to play with um, a great. Maybe it's just
0: low res and it's banding. Maybe that's what <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I no, But like it's a it's. I'm sure most of the people listening to this have at least familiar with it, but I would recommend definitely watching their short episodes. They're like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Try and get through the first three before you, you know, judge it, judge it. Yeah. No, I
0: do remember seeing this. I didn't know now that when I saw it, I do remember seeing about it. And it's like on my, it's in my queue actually, because I add a lot Mm -hmm. of animation to it, but I just have not been watching TV because I've been busy watching something
1: else ah, another cartoon
0: yes but ah. uh we will talk about that on our next episode so i finished season one of avatar the last airbender and we will talk about it on the next episode is that that's the plan correct
1: so yeah so many things that i want to ask yes. uh, and talk about but we will save it. so the other cart
0: yeah well oh, oh. should i wait Sorry. should should we have the discussion before i move on to season two or do you think i should okay okay
1: no no, no. well i I, so i'm thinking we'll do like one a month Mm. a season a month okay um yeah can you i think so is that too aggressive Mm,
0: we'll (laughs) see i'll keep you posted but yeah so tune in next episode for the avatar one i think miguel is going to be on that one to talk about it because he's so excited that i finally (laughs) that i finally watched this uh, uh speaking yes. of blue haired cartoon girls can you believe Coraline turned 10 today today was the 10th anniversary Did it really
1: it came out 10 years yeah ago? i
0: can't believe it it doesn't seem like that's a, that long ago
1: that's another movie that i remember or another animation that i've experienced and as i'm watching I'm like oh my god this is beautiful yeah um like specifically that the scene when she's in the I forget what you call it. The other world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they go overhead on the the garden. Yep. And it makes her face. I was like, holy shit. This is really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of the 3D movies or 3D experiences, but I did see that one in 3D and it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think a lot of animation works for 3D. The live action stuff... It's it seems like unnecessary.
0: um, Yeah, it depends. It depends. I I did want to see the new Spider-Man 3D because I heard that's really good. And I could see that like that. Even on standard, that one looked like it was in 3D, didn't it? Like it it got like Mm. blurry in in some spots or something like the way they kind of off registered it in in certain scenes. But uh, Mm. that one, I think, would make sense in, in 3D. Um, anyway yeah couldn't believe it's been 10 years since Coraline but then when you figure how many other Leica films we've had since then then it kind of makes kind of makes sense but um
1: I gotta say I'm not super thrilled with their what I've seen for the mi- missing link. missing link
0: looks different Eesh. looks different look yeah. like a straight-up comedy I think this time and yeah
1: it's like I feel like they're so what's been so cool about them up until now and you know obviously we haven't seen the movie. They've kind of existed in their own world, and they've been a little bit quirky and uh, kind of different, but intentionally. Um, This one seems like a mainstream Mm -hmm. kind of movie or attempt, which, you know, Pixar is mainstream and they do great work, so who knows, but... It, it's definitely feels a lot different just from the previews. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, one. Yeah. I
0: think it's because like on this one, the, the, while it is stylized, it doesn't have a distinct stylization or something to me that stands out. Uh, whereas like Kubo had a very distinct look and mm-hmm. Coraline and, uh, you know, even Box Trolls has a very specific look. This probably is more in line, I think, with Box Trolls, I think, than anything else. But we'll see.
1: They they've it looks this one reminds me of um it looks very like Wallace and Gromit that mm. studio. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Ardman. Had, which yeah.
1: Yeah, they do they do fun work, but they're very like comedy driven. Yeah. That's um, what this one looks do, like to me. They do bits. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It just feels like that. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: I mean, I, I like what they do and they've done stuff. Maybe this is a, a bid to do something a little more mainstream because like Kubo yeah. didn't do well and it should have. Yeah. So who knows? Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll probably still go see it for sure. But
1: um. uh, yeah, without a doubt, you know, I will. Um, <clears throat> so the last thing that I want to say cartoon related um, I was so excited for this one to come out because the characters are so freaking cute. I love the way that they reimagined these characters in it's Care Bears. Uh-huh. Um, I actually was like so close to going. They had this launch party in L.A. <laughs> last weekend. Yeah. And I, oh my God, I was so on the fence of going, but uh, ended up not going. They actually had... Loop churros there at this launch party. Rainbow loop churros that I missed out on. Um, but anyways, Care Bears is the new version of Care Bears is out, and uh, I've only seen the first episode. Although you can stream all of it mm-hmm. um, through the Boomerang app. Uh, not a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so this is. V- very similar to, like, My Little Pony as far as, uh like, the feel the tone. and the humor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, that's a very popular show, but it's just, it's not for me. And I've got to say, I'm super, I'm bummed out because I had such, I was really excited to see what they were going to do with these this new version of the Care Bears. Um, and it just did not, Land. Did not do it for yeah. me. Uh, I still love the characters, the the look, um, and the new character design, mm-hmm. but just the yeah the episode, it's just not uh, not doing it. For
0: okay, me. well I'll skip it then. I've just seen snippets. I haven't really actually watched a full episode yet. So, um, but I didn't care for what I saw. I, again, I like the designs yeah. too, but. I don't know. I thought, I, I kind of wish they went a little like uh, quirkier, maybe a little more adventure time, not so like. Um, that would be great. Yeah.
1: Like do something and really they different. T- they could totally do something adventure time because they live in, a mm-hmm. you know, their own world where they can create whatever rules they want. It's not like they have to be grounded and exist within our world. Right, right. Um, so they already have that backstory there. Anyway. Okay.
0: Last thing before we go, we're wrapping up here. I assume. Yes, sir. How is the uh, training going? I was promised ten minutes Woo! to talk about some other stuff this week, so I'm going to cash in on that, whether you edit it out or not. We'll see.
1: All right, let's hear it. Uh, so, is this is this the, the start of your ten minutes? Yes, this is the start, start of the my timer? ten minutes. Yes. Right, so, Mark used
0: to be a model uh, in his underpants <laughs> days.
1: <laughs> so uh, interesting worded sentence let's
0: uh let's set the scene so i can get another 10 minutes on the next show how old were you when you started doing the modeling oh
1: god uh it was early 20s i don't know if i can remember a specific age
0: and can you tell us how uh it came about like did someone say hey you should do modeling or hey we need some guys in underpants for this thing do you want to do it
1: you know i have to preface this i have to and you already know what the preface is fine this is gonna sound so cocky and so arrogant of I me. I think people are ready for that. Yeah. This it. This is the answer to that question, and it's so like growing up uh, as a kid through high school, friends and family always would say like, "Oh, you should really try modeling." Oh, and this is something that like I never had confidence to do anything like that. I just wrote that off completely and it's like, oh, it's friends and family. This is what they're supposed to These say. These are the same like,
0: people that said you can do Tom Whalen's work. So keep it in mind. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right.
1: So like, you know, I just wrote it off and never really yes. paid much attention to it. Um, once I fell in love with fitness, right. I actually uh, like wanted to get into the health and fitness industry and do fitness modeling where it doesn't really matter what you look like (laughs) you like uh, that sounds terrible as well like anybody can do it if you have a nice right exactly so i had confidence in that like i was working really hard in the gym i had achieved a certain look that i thought would work for um Fitness modeling. The fitness in industry. Because it is
0: different than clothes modeling, right?
1: Because you get too There's big so for clothes
0: because you have to be a very specific measurement so, for clothing
1: modeling, right? I mean, I, I don't know how deep this story is going to go or how frequently we're going to do it's this. It's kind of funny. Um, But <clears throat> uh, where was it? Okay, so I achieved a certain look that I was confident, you know, I could get some work doing fitness stuff. So before you can even like get a paid job, you have to have photos to shop around to these different yes. magazines and photographers and whatever. So um, I did a couple like test shoots and had some, they're terrible. It was again, like a friend that knew how to use a camera took some photos of me and right back here. Just,
0: right. That's amazing.
1: Just because I had these photos I was like, okay, I'm going to, shop them around, and submit them to every single model-y thing that I can find. Right, right. So I submitted it to all the different modeling agencies and um, kind of went from there. Uh, I heard back from a few, and I and that was the start of my modeling career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I entered the world.
0: But you were doing, were you personal trainer at this point? Or were you working at the gym while you were doing this modeling stuff?
1: Um, yes. When I started, uh, yeah, I was at the gym. Let me see. I'm trying to, I've never actually like told this story like this. Right. So I've got to re-remember. Um, I, it was like kind of, I think a transition period I started when I was working at the gym, mm-hmm. but relatively quickly I got it. I stopped working at the gym. Ah, so it's like
0: freelance. When do you go freelance?
1: <laughs> right. Same exact. Oh man, we're going to be
0: making a lot of comparisons here. This is the whole point of telling this story. So.
1: Oh, there. So there are some that I am aware of. I was not actually even aware of that one. But yeah, there's definitely. It's weird. Because when you're living it, you never, ever think like, oh, I'm going to use right. this later in life. That's right. Um, and even as you're using it later in life, sometimes you don't even realize don't the that connection. A lesson, yeah. yeah, a lesson that I learned in this other life. That's right. Yep. Very interesting.
0: Okay. So we'll wrap up with this then. Uh, how is the current training going? I know you're trying to be a, what is it? A, 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 what's the show? H- Hot? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh, oh, far too much credit
1: okay so what what re uh like re-energized me to try and get back into shaping him was the titan games. titans yes i was so, gonna say gladiator I mean, for
0: some reason but yeah okay
1: yes, uh, yeah it's similar but i'm not necessarily like trying to go for you know a titan look or titan workout or whatever it's just that was the thing that pushed right, me back right, into- right, right right right
0: so but um, how is that going are you on a regular schedule fuck
1: Man, okay, so i we can talk about all this for so long a lot like of cussing on this so episode. Other than like art design, pop culture, uh, music, working out, those are the things that I love and can talk with enthusiasm yes. for ever. Right. Um anyways, <clears throat> so now I've kind of lost track the last since I started um, like a desk job as many people do, uh, I kind of fell off the like really structured and strict workout Mm regimen. I've never not gone to the gym. Like I've throughout the past five years, I still went almost every single day, um, but it just kind of lost its intensity um, and the structure. So now I'm trying to, I'm like going back to where I was when I was super, uh strict regimented and it's exciting like to because it was a part of my life when i was younger like mentally i'm kind of put back into that that time of my life so even though you know it's 10 years later um it's like a mental throwback to where i was um uh, but like the training that's the easy part, I think. The diet is where Ooh. it is really difficult. Um, what are you doing? Then? Are
0: you? What do you do then, for specifically for this diet?
1: So the what's difficult is the force feeding. Like you have to oh. for what I'm trying to protein do protein stuff. I, I, like I have to eat every two to three right, hours. Right. Um. This time I'm not. So when I first. Got into fitness, I was really, really skinny. Yeah. Like I was the same height that I'm at now. Maybe like I weighed like 160 when I first started. Right, right. Um So the goal at that point was to just get as big as possible. So Bulk I had up. to. Yeah, yeah. Eat a ton uncomfortably. Now uh, I'm at a reasonable weight. I just want to shift uh, <laughs> what that weight looks like. Yeah. Um, So I don't necessarily have to eat as big of meals, but the frequency is something I still need because that plays into kind of tricking your metabolism uh, and triggering it to be more active. Yeah, yeah. So I eat every two to three hours, which is kind of unnatural. And I may not be hungry, but I have to force the food down so that's the difficult give us an
0: example of what one of these little meals is like is it like chicken breast or something goofy like that
1: so (laughs) kind of like the staple meal is just is a lean meat and a vegetable that's probably the meal i have like four times a day so do you just prep like
0: little things to take to work then like little
1: the the shitty thing is i have like uh, i do every single night now the new routine when i come home from work I will prepare some sort of meat for the next yeah. day um, and then I will boil a bag of broccoli for my meal at work the next yeah, day. Yeah, so yeah. I can split a bag of broccoli into two meals and then I have to make the dinner for that night. Um, yeah, so I come home, make dinner or make the meals for the next day and then jump into like some freelance not freelance, but square. Are
0: you doing, uh, do you do a lot of supplements or, or that, that whatever you people do, the big jugs of powder (laughs) that everyone buys.
2: Uh, I mean, we
0: always joke about creatine and all that stuff, but do you get on all that stuff too? Like, is it a program that you have to follow or? So, um,
1: yes and no, I think the, um, so this will be the, the last thing. Your 10 minutes is up. All right. The, um, the, the, like supplements, it's it's a tricky thing because there's so much <laughs> there's so much stuff out yeah. there. A lot of it is garbage. Right. right. Um, a lot of it is just really successful marketing uh, and put a pretty fit person on front of in on the label. Or sure. Whatever of course. Of course. Makes you want to. So <clears throat> it's difficult to know what really works. Um, and even if the stuff does work. You really are only gonna see true results if you have um, a very routine life with no variables, right, right? Right, 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 and you are doing everything as perfect as you can. So, if you're trying to take supplements because you think it's a shortcut, you're—it's not. You're gonna waste money, and it's not gonna be. As beneficial
0: right to so you. it's a little teaching so. moment there but but you yourself like <laughs> is it like or do you do you do like that kind of stuff?
1: i will i don't right now yeah. because i'm not where i need to be where it would make sense uh but there will come a time when i will get on the creatine yes okay um right now i'm just taking multivitamins yeah yeah mm-hmm. which Everyone should probably take right. it. right.
0: So your pee goes extremely
1: yellow. That's great. Yeah, it's like a neon. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's it. I will. I'll leave it there. Hopefully, we didn't lose absolutely everybody. If you guys have any questions specifically you want me to ask Mark, <laughs> go ahead and uh, reach out to me. If uh, you want it to be about the workout I, stuff know, or the underpants days, let me know. I will ask it on the next. I episode. tried.
1: I tried to like hold this off for as long as possible. Yes, and like now that it's kind of dropped. Nobody gives a shit. Well, so that's what I was telling fun. you. It's <laughs> funny to me that like I was so weird and yes. like, self-conscious about it. Like literally, I thought at least, you know, one of our um like one of our more active listeners would say something or at least make fun of me in a comment, but nothing
0: people know so. though people have known forever like we just haven't talked about it on the show a lot of people <laughs> have already known so I, I who knows? oh people know the photos i are want names the photos are out there <laughs> anyway that's our little end of the show conversation i guess and we'll, we'll finish with this so people can just tune out at the end if they don't want to hear the <laughs> fitness
1: i should we should i should get a, Square like a, a a ding or like some sort of noise that yeah signifies like when the the shift is happening yes exactly so you can just tune out when you hear this sound okay
0: so next episode big one
1: yeah so next one we're doing avatar the last airbender season season one. one um so if you're interested in that if you're a fan of the show tune in with us next week and miguel but that is it for today's episode thank you so much for listening we'll see you later